This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Dave, I love that you're wearing cowboy boots today here in Wheaton, Illinois, this uh, investment banking community. And I bet you're the only guy in town wearing cowboy boots. I think you're absolutely correct. I've got the kickers on today. In fact, if I don't have a client meeting, I generally wear boots. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's not exactly the, the ethos. Everybody's wearing, what are the brands they'd be wearing? Oh, they're all wearing the same thing. Yeah, well, they, there's a uniform for the asset management crowd here. They all look the same. And wow. cowboy boots is not a part that of that attire. That is not attire. part of it. You're wearing cowboy boots. I have hiking boots on and a flannel shirt. And <laughs> yeah, you've got your uh, well, down vest on. So we, we look like fly fishers stuck in... Uh, in suburbia trapped yeah. in suburbia well, i grew up with a horse my first uh my first animal was topsy a little shetland oh, wow, pony really? that i had yeah oh, man. i had horses before we had dogs man, so uh, i grew up in north dakota and south dakota well that's why i mentioned the cowboy boots see i'm i'm no wrangler but i've been on horseback a number of times over the years i, I used to work on a ranch and and on hunting trips in the mountains, uh, uh, even once my wife and I took a big horseback trip on our wedding anniversary with some friends uh, up in uh, uh, up Spanish Creek. Ted huh. Turner's uh, uh, kind of threw part of his ranch up into the national forest. Uh, well, one of the couples whose horses we used to ride had a really strict rule about wearing cowboy boots rather than, say, hiking boots with laces like I have on today. Uh, they had seen too many people dragged by a horse with their boot laces caught in the stirrups. Oh, my gosh. So if you're going to ride a horse, you need the right boots, and those are cowboy boots. Uh, they're not uh, just some sort of a fancy decoration. I mean, they're, they have a purpose to them. And that's the same with fly fishing. If you're going to wade when you fly fish, you need the right boots. You need wading boots. Not your old work boots or a pair of worn-out tennis shoes. Wading boots are a must. Uh, we'll tell you what you need from your boots and what some of the better options are. But uh, first, before we talk about uh, uh, wading boots and what you need, uh, let's reminisce a little bit. Uh, Dave, what are some of the boots that you've used over the years? Tell me about your boot journey. Boy, that, that sounds really introspective. Are we in it? therapy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, so, Dave, as you, you're laying there on the couch, tell me about your boot journey. <laughs> and, and what were the first boots that your mother gave you? Yes, that's right. <laughs> and do you have a problem you're, with your mother? That's right. <laughs> so, oh. you know, I... I <laughs> I think that the first boots I had were actually tennis shoes. I think how I started fishing. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. I remember yeah. standing near Big Spring Creek on the creek, casting into this, casting fruitlessly into this. Well, we weren't fly fishing then anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think yeah. I was fly fishing. Oh, my word, And I yes. don't think, I think I oh, was wearing great. tennis shoes. <laughs> tennis shoes. Oh, great. Yes. Um, obviously, I wasn't fishing the big rivers, but yeah. then I, you know, I think when I started to purchase real gear. I started out with Orvis and I I can't even remember the names of the boots, but they were all the lower end Orvis, the cheapest I could find and all had felt soles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then later, probably about, oh my gosh, 
eight to ten years ago, I picked up a pair of Sims uh, boots, the Boas with the wire. Um, uh, it's actually wire laces, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. crank them. There's a little right, yeah. dial yep. that you crank, uh-huh. and I actually really like them. So yeah. my journey started went from basically tennis shoes to uh, Sims boots. How about you? Man, there's nowhere to go no, but up but from tennis ex- shoes, exactly. right? Funny thing is, the first pair of wading boots I bought were at the recommendation of a friend, and they were the Gary Borger Ultimate Wading Shoe or Wading Boots. And I I didn't know who Gary Borger was at the time. And you were uh, brand conscious even before you <laughs> even were born. No, no, no. It just this friend told me, hey, these are the best boots. You know what? He still looks for those online. Uh, tries to find where somebody sold a pair. He just loves them, and they're they're good boots. So yeah. I. I got a pair of Gary Borger Ultimate Wading Boots, and then that's the funny thing. We got to know Gary. We kind of struck up a little friendship with him over the years. So I, I had those for a while, but they were they were a little bit too tight. I didn't get them large enough. And so then I think I had a gift certificate to Sims. It's when we lived in Bozeman. So I, uh, I bought a pair of Sims boots, and then, uh, and then the, the pair that I had before... Uh, what I have now, which we'll talk about in a little bit, what we both use now. But I had a pair of corkers, and and they had those uh, uh, kind of that lacing system, the, the wire lacing that you just, uh, you know, there's that tightener. You, you kind of screw it tight, and then, you know, you can pull it up. It just releases. It's really slick. But these boots had interchangeable soles. You could uh, go from felt or... Or put on uh, rubber, just, right? Right, the regular rubber. Did they soles. have studs on those? Not the, mine didn't. You could buy some with studs. But what I would often do is I would wear the uh, just the rubber soles in if, if I'm hiking somewhere. That worked kind of nice. And then when I got to the river, I would switch to the the felt soles. Uh, but we'll, you know, that that was kind of my journey. So. Before we talk about the boots that we have now, what is it that we need from boots? I mean, if if cow if what if if uh, wading boots are to fly fishing, what cowboy boots are to horseback uh, riding or even working on a horse, uh, what do we need from our our wading boots? The first is just traction, and I think that's patently obvious, but you have to say it. Ultimately, you and I... That's the biggest issue. It's all about traction. Yep. And there's felt soles, there's rubber soles, there's rubber soles with studs, there's, I think, felt soles with studs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there are the aluminum bars uh, that you can have with some boots as well. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But ultimately, it's traction. Wedding boots are the most... For me, it's the most serious piece of gear that I have that I purchased. Yeah, it really is safety thing. Now, uh, we absolutely love f- the way that felt performs. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, boy, th- it's really hard to find anything that will beat felt. But the problem is felt is on its way out uh, due to concerns over uh, trapping microorganisms and thus you, know, you, you could potentially transfer an invasive species from uh, one watershed to another. You, you pick up, you know, New Zealand mud snails or, or whirling disease or whatever it is, and you're you're on the Madison, and then you 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 know you go to over to the Yellowstone River, an hour hour and a half away to fish the afternoon, and you know you could be transferring uh, those invasive species. You know, it's interesting, Dave. Do you remember that? I don't know if it was 
seven, eight, maybe even 10 years ago where that became a really big deal. And that kind of went away for a while. And I started to see felt come back. But now in the last year or two, it's like, uh, well, like the National Park Service has clamped down on that. And, and I, think you're st- I think we're going to see felt eventually go away. So I remember um, our interview with Dave Cumling, who was talking about whirling disease. And, and they thought maybe that one of the factors was, in fact, um, felt souls. That was one of the issues about invasive species as it related to whirling disease. But when they did all the research, they found out it came out of a, wasn't it a fish hatchery in Colorado? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where whirling disease had its kind of genesis. Yeah. And so it wasn't all, it wasn't right. people transferring from one to another, one drainage system to another. But when you think about all the people who are now fly fishing, and we were just mentioning this the other day, that there were 4 million, over 4 million visitors to Yellowstone National Park last year and during the season and it's crushing and so the amount of people so i can see i I definitely can see from the uh the park's perspective that why don't we just eliminate one of these risks right Mm -hmm. yeah and just take take felt souls right out of the picture yeah even if all the data is not conclusive it's still yeah murky like uh the Madison in springtime. Boy, <laughs> oh, what, oh that, that was Woo. nice. Steve. That was good, that man. Was, we better stop the yeah. podcast. That was a that was such a genius analogy. All right, so traction is a huge deal, Dave. What else do we want out of a good pair of wading boots? Well, you and I have always wrestled with weight, the weight of the boot, because you and I hike a lot. Yeah, and 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 so you need support and comfort if you're hiking in a ways. You and I, when we go back. To Yellowstone, we're hiking three to five miles. I go to Colorado, I'm going in four or five miles one way, and then I'm coming back out. And so if you need your boots, often I won't even take our boot, my yeah, boots because right. I, mm-hmm. you know, because of that fact. But if you, the more hiking you do, the more wear and tear on those soles, whether they're rubber or aluminum bars or felt. Yeah. So, you know, you always try to protect your gear as much as possible. So the more hiking you do, Obviously, you're going to need more of a lighter pair of boots, I think, yeah. right? So yeah. that, that's another factor. So traction is one factor, yeah. and and weight of the boot is right. one factor. Support and comfort. By the way, I wasn't sure how you were setting that up. We've always had problems with the weight, and I thought, what, with our weight? Well, <laughs> great. Let's, weight uh, let's, of the boot. And, yes. and our weight, too, <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's we right. could maybe let's, be able to talk about let's that. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh, man. Now, if you're a new listener, uh, maybe you're not aware of that your waders and your wading boots are separate items. I mean, you, you can get waders with boots built into them, but trust me, you don't want to do that. That's a, that'd be a disaster to yeah. try to no, take those not. things on and off. So you have a, a pair of waders and they have the neoprene kind of stocking feet in them. And then you put those into a pair of wading uh, boots. But if you're wet wading, in other words, you're just wearing a pair of nylon pants or nylon shorts or uh, back, Dave, when you were probably standing there in the in Big Spring Creek in your tennis <laughs> shoes, it was probably a pair of cut-off of jeans. Cut off jeans with the white pocket below the cutoff. And the strings Part, hanging yes, down. The strings hanging down. The threads. That's right. <laughs> what a great image. That's right, with your white legs that you, you couldn't see the transition into the tennis shoes. Oh. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't catching fish. I know it, man. For that, the life of that's me. That's right. Anyway, if you're wet wading, <laughs> you can use wading sandals. And, and I've, I have a pair of Sims uh, wading sandals that 
or wading shoes that, that I use that uh, I've, I've packed them in. They're really light. I've worn hiking boots in. Remember that day we went in Fan Creek? I think I did that. Yeah. And then just hung my uh, a little pack with my hiking boots in a tree so a grizzly wouldn't get it. And then... Uh, fish so you can use wading sandals as well but uh, we're, we're thinking more in terms of boots so here's another question dave how does where and how we fish affect our boot selection i just mentioned this but the more you hike the more you most likely you're going to want to purchase a pair of lightweight wading boots and yeah so it doesn't feel like you're hiking and skiing boots. exactly yeah. and there are several on the market orvis has a pair called the men and women's ultralight wading boot they're about 169 dollars you can also purchase studs to screw into the boot for an additional uh, 27 dollars and 95 cents um, i personally do not own a pair of lightweight wading boots and some days i think i should because i think you know maybe i should just have another pair um, but i've made other decisions not to do that yeah so. you're right i mean we often wear our plain old hiking boots for longer hikes and and then plan not to wade or to wade very little, only to cross a stream. And so I would rather have a good pair of hiking boots uh, rather than another pair of, of, of wading boots that I'm going to use for, uh, for hiking. If I'm going to go in that far, uh, I'm going to figure something out. You also mentioned wading sandals or wading shoes, and Sim ha Sims has both. They have a riprap wading sandal for... Um, I think it's $99, mm -hmm. almost $100. And they also have a riprap wading shoe. I think the wading shoe is probably more what I would, yeah, would that's, purchase. Yeah, that's what I have. That, that just works a lot better. You can get mm -hmm. them in felt or rubber. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and, and that's what we do typically is, is we have right. a pair, each of a pair of, uh, uh, a pair of wading shoes. Yeah. You know, neither of us have more than one pair of wading boots. Why, why do you think that's the case? One thing is I want simplicity in my gear for a variety of reasons, and certainly one is cost. I, I recently went to North Dakota to hunt with my son, Corey, and I looked at all the gear. We have this huge duffel bag that is just crushing because I have to carry it down from the attic and back up the attic every year. Yeah. And I look at all the money I've spent on gear from not just me, but oh, the boys, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's crushing <laughs> I wanted to scream uncle this fall when my son needed yet another pair of wading pants. He grew another inch or so. He's about 6'1 now. And I'm just like, ugh, I almost can't wait until he's Hunting pants, right? Did I see yes. what I say? Wading pants. No, no, not wading pants. Hunting pants, yes. And so, so some of it is cost. But yeah, I, I did yeah. make a decision that I only want one pair of wading boots uh, at any given yeah. time. Mm -hmm. So... And I guess, should we do a drum roll about yeah, what those yeah. are? Yeah, yeah. So here's, you know? here's what we've chosen. We both use the same uh, pair of boots because we always have to do the same thing. I copy Dave or Dave copies right. me. And just mostly I copy you. So we have chosen <laughs> the Patagonia foot tractors. I mean, yeah. just a heads up, they're probably the most expensive brand of boots yeah. on the market. What are they, like 279 yeah, at least when we bought them. and they're just never on sale. Yeah. You know? You're the first mover on this. You purchased a pair first, and I was the fast follower when uh, when my old when my Sims wore out. So I didn't need to do any research. I saw the boots yeah. that you were using. And do you remember where we first heard about those foot tractors? Yeah, yeah. It was from our friend Dave Cumling. And you know, Dave has owned a fly shop before, and he's still really involved in the shop that he owned. And and he, you know, fly fishing is his profession, and so he keeps up on stuff. And 
you know, we were asking him, man, what, what do you use these days that really has traction? Because remember, we were fishing a creek with a lot of rocks. And, yeah. and, uh, and he said, here, let me show you what I'm using. And they're called Patagonia foot tractors. And what, were, what was interesting, you look at the bottom of them, and they are, they've got these aluminum strips, but they're in a zigzag sort of a shape. And he said, they're the only thing I've found that's worked. So I, my waiting my corkers were worn out and I was either going to have to buy new soles for them, but the boots were kind of worn out. The, the, those wire lacing laces were uh, loose. Yeah. I was having trouble with those. So I thought I got to buy a new pair of boots. And it's like you said, Dave, uh, the one place to invest money is in your wading boots because this is a safety issue and it's also a comfort issue if you're hiking and walking a lot so i you know i bit the bullet and and bought those and man I, i've i've never looked back i've not been sorry uh, they are they're great so maybe we should reveal how much patagonia is paying us to uh to tell the story about how much we love the foot tractors. That's right, and it's a big round number that uh, looks like the letter O. <laughs> <laughs> zero, yeah, zero, baby. We're, we're, we're getting nothing. <laughs> and uh, that you know you know yeah. why that is. Why? Because yeah. we're not young. Oh, and yeah, we're that's not right. pretty. Yeah, that's if right. If we were young and pretty, I bet yeah, they'd be interested in being a sponsor. I know we're only young. <laughs> no, no, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's just. Oh, it. I got that now. Yeah, uh, yes. Oh man. Oh, uh, yeah. You're right. It's uh, you know we we had to pay full price for them, but it's worth it. Yeah, I, I, you I know I love foot tractors because yeah. they grip the bottom. They really do. Of the Yellowstone, the Gardner, yep. and the Boulder. And I haven't seen them on sale either. No, you, they're Dave? just they're never on sale. No. And you know I did see a pair of foot tractors for 193 dollars on a clearance site and i looked closely and it was <laughs> the only ones you could buy were the a size six men yeah. it's, <laughs> so like, that, it's like the ipad for 29.95 back when they first came out yeah, yeah like right, right. Exactly. uh-huh yeah so sure. but it, again the foot tractors for me they're not a lightweight boot no and no. and you know in, in that sense i probably wish they were lighter and maybe i need to get a, a pair of lightweight boots but given my resources and given some of my decisions, I said, I'm going to buy the best boot on the market so that I can fish the Yellowstone, the Gardner, yeah. mm-hmm. and I use it for the Driftless. But then I wouldn't need that boot for the Driftless, right? No. But and you could use felt soles right. in the Driftless. Yeah. Well, I still have that pair of corkers that I could make work because they're a lot lighter. But the problem is um, they're, they're so worn that I, I just feel whenever I hike in them, my my feet get tired. That's the one thing about the Patagonia foot tractors. Even though they're they're, really they're heavier, yeah, they they are, and it feels like you're wearing a a hiking boot, and yeah, you, you don't feel every rock that you're you're stepping on. You know, one thing I'm intrigued with though, Dave, is that uh, Patagonia and Danner Danner, a well-known boot making company, uh, they are partnering to make a boot that's going to have the foot tractor soles. Uh, with a, a Danner quality boot. Now they may be out of my price range, and I don't need new boots yet. But uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a way that I can justify that when the time comes. <laughs> I'm sure there oh, yeah. is. But These I'm curious. These boots would probably be, you know, two thousand dollars for a pair <laughs> yeah, of boots. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, they should be out soon. I'm I'm really curious to see reviews on them, and even to you know look at a pair and just to touch them and see, you know. 
yeah, how, how they might work on a river. I did want to mention one thing about why we're not getting uh, sponsored by Patagonia to promote these books. And that's because our profile in the stream is not what it should be, is is not to be desired. <laughs> or maybe I should say our profile in the stream is to be undesired. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, There's no river runs no, through no. it, pictures in our future. No, that, that's right. That's right. Hey, what's that boulder? Oh, that's a guy fly fishing. Oh, man. So, oh, so in order to try to salvage this podcast, yeah, Dave, what are some questions? You mentioned recently that there are some questions that, that you think fly fishers ought to ask before they purchase boots. Well, first is, where do you fish most? Uh, if you don't need the Patagonia foot tractors, then there is no need to purchase them. I truly wouldn't. If I was not fishing in the West and fishing those specific rivers, I wouldn't buy yeah. them. Right? Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't. They're really overkill for the driftless where we fish. Uh, and so I'm not going to drag along another pair or purchase another pair yeah. just for the driftless. So the key question there is, where do you fish most? Yeah. Another question is, does your area allow felt soles? Uh, you simply need to double check the areas you fish most. And if you occasionally take a trip west where felt soles are not allowed, then you may need to think about uh, more another pair of boots. To me, fishing the rocky bottoms of some of the western rivers with rubber soles is simply not an option. Yeah. I want to live. You want to live. So here's a related question. Is, does your conscience allow felt soles? And there may be some of you who will never wear felt soles because of the environmental risk of spreading invasive species. I, I don't have a strong conscience about felt soles, uh, mostly because I think the science is still, uh, I think the decision to move to felt soles is largely emotional right now mm -hmm. and not scientific based. Yeah. Um, if there's some more data out there, I might feel more compelled. But if I had a pair, I'd make sure I cleaned them well, make sure I dried them out well before each new day on the river. I will say this, that if I, had, if I ended up using a pair of felt soles, let's say I fished the Driftless one day and the next day I'm fishing the Driftless. And let's say I fished the Minnesota Driftless one day and then I moved over to Wisconsin. I would probably have another pair of boots because there's no way mm -hmm. you're going to be able to dry those felt soles yeah, out in one day. unless you've got a you know, a Hand hair dryer, dryer yeah. that you yeah. crank on high. So, yeah. so I am committed to uh, not transmitting invasive species. Okay, so, yeah. So, so the questions then are, where do you fish most? Uh, does your area allow felt soles? And then as a follow-up, does your conscience allow felt soles? Now, what else did you ask, Dave? Another, and we talked about this, is just, you know, how much do you hike? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you're a if you like to hike a lot, then you need to think through whether you need an additional pair of, of lightweight boots simply yeah. to give your main pair a rest. Yeah, I, and I think another question then to, uh, to go along with that is how many days a year do you fish? You know, if you fish more than we do, and we, we fish a range of days probably between, what, day 15 and 20, yeah, would you say? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, then maybe you need more pairs of boots. Or if you feel you need a backup, then keep your old pair. Uh, and that's what you did, yeah, Dave, Yeah, until they you? completely blew out. Yeah. yeah. So the final question is, are you really willing to sacrifice your life with rubber soles? Yeah. And yep. I am not. I'm not either. No, no, I'll never again purchase a pair of rubber soles. Yep. Uh, you know, Orvis, as I mentioned earlier, has all their boots. You can add studs. So you buy them for a certain price, and, and then you can add studs. I just, anything that creates more work for me, 
I'm against. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I pay the extra amount for the Patagonia foot tractors. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't, I just don't yeah. want to spend more time on tedious things. Sure. So I suppose you could buy a pair and put the studs in once and leave them. But the problem is I think they wear down a, a they lot do. sooner than the, uh, yeah, they do. than the, what the, the aluminum bars on the bottom of the foot tractor. So yeah, even though it sounds good in principle, you are going to have to change those things out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Dave, if folks don't want to spend the money for the Patagonia foot tractors, you, you don't need them. You just can't afford them. What else is out there? It is a jungle out there. And <laughs> yeah. I, I just saw, I'm just going to, as an aside, I just saw another rod company come out the other day called Wade Rod, I think it's called. And their mm. whole strategy is, it's like a tagline. They say something to the effect, you should fish, not have to worry about money or something. So you buy a rod. Yeah, on how's time that working for us? On uh, subscription. Yeah. It's like, oh man. So the whole, the whole approach to selling the rods is that it, it's through like a payment plan. I'm like, really? But I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to say that it's a jungle out there. It's never been a better time to be alive as a fly fisher. It's never been a worse time to be alive because there's so many choices. And every time you read a review, can you really trust the review that that, re- that yeah, person hasn't? Right. I just know a lot of podcasts. They, they promote certain things. But at the end of the day, they, the podcaster is getting free gear. Yeah. And so what they're promoting mm-hmm. is the thing that they get for free because there's not a lot of money in podcasting. So yeah. So the point is, is that there are a lot. I just looked recently. I looked at all the Sims boots. I looked at all the Orvis boots. Here's how confusing it is. Orvis has a boot called the Orvis Boa boot, and the price is right around 200. And Sims has a Sims Boa wading boot as well, and that's wow. the one with the the wire laces with the with the system where you mm-hmm. you, know, you crank it with the dial to tighten yeah. it and lift it up to, to free it up. So it's all about $200. So it's hard to know the difference. Should you buy a pair of Sims? Should you buy a pair of Orvis? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and for many fly fishers, especially younger fly fishers, budget is an issue. And with all the gear to buy, an extra $150 for the Patagonia foot tractors doesn't make sense. So if you don't need that kind of traction i would simply pick up pick up a pair of orvis boots orvis has a pair called the encounter boot that has rubber soles for 100 and i think it's 119 dollars. you can also purchase the studs for the boots for an additional 27.95 yeah. that's what i would do even though i've just said i wa- i'll walk this back a little bit i'm not going to do studs but if i were just starting out and i couldn't spend and a lot of people can't spend right, 150 right. bucks given mm-hmm. everything else they're doing yeah um, I'd pick up a pair of those Encounter boots, I'd, those lower-end Orvis mm-hmm. boots, and, and make you, it work. Yep, and if you're in the West, yeah, then definitely get definitely the studs. Definitely get the studs. Sure. So there, there's a lot out there. You know, you and I have said that we're only, well, maybe you can tell us. Our, our, our philosophy is not to have multiple boots. Right. A lot of it's because of cost. So if, if we're going to have one pair of boots, if you're going to have one pair of boots, and if you're going to fish in the West, our, our recommendation is... The Patagonia foot tractors, yeah, they're 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 pricier, but you know, cut back on the the waders you get. I mean, uh, waders are waders at the end of the day. I know some are, are better, but th- there's a point where you know some of the gadgets and the the things in the waders they're they're just not necessary. So we'd say save save your money 
uh, you know, buy cheaper waders and get uh, better wading boots because safety is the issue. And we also recommend a higher-end pair of light hiking boots as well as a, a pair of wading sandals. And if you have that, uh, you'll be set. All right, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's an email we received from Jim in New Hampshire. It made our day, and really it's the reason why we do this podcast. This is what Jim wrote. He said, I came across two guys in a river about three months ago via a Facebook group where I'm a member, and I want to reach out to say thank you for your podcast. I travel for work throughout New England and New York and have thoroughly enjoyed binge listening. Not sure if that is a thing or not to your podcast. Well, actually it is. Yeah, we've you know, had a we, lot we, of people go through the yeah, entire... We, we binge list, listen to, to other things. Um, what do so, we have, yeah. over 180 episodes as of this moment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, tons. I think so. So he says, wow, this is amazing. He says, I have only five more episodes to Yo. go to get caught up. <laughs> uh, you've taught this novice fly fisher a lot, and I'm very appreciative. As I stated, I travel a lot for work, and your podcast on what fly fishing does for our day job has really inspired me to figure out a way to change my travel work schedule that is travel work rut. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, normally, when I'm traveling, I end up working a 12 to 14 hour day, then heading back to the hotel room. I hate sitting in the hotel room, so I end up staying at work to avoid it. Your podcast has given me the push I need to start carrying my gear with me and to start finding new waters wherever I am so I can spend some time on the water. Growing up in central Pennsylvania, I fished for trout, smallies, largemouth, muskies, pickerel, carp, channel cats, and panfish, so my fly fishing has mirrored this. I'm confident I should be able to find something to fish for no matter where I'm traveling. Punching out from work, even if only for an hour, will surely help the stress level and make life a little better as a whole, especially with being away from the family. Man, man, that is that that's is, terrific. That isn't is a it? terrific comment. Uh, yeah, we're we're so glad that uh, yeah that we can do this because we we really do love uh, you know helping people and we we know the joy that we get from you know listening to others uh, talk about things that we love and so uh, we're we're honored to be able to do it and yeah those are some uh, those are some great ideas, uh, uh, Jim about yeah how to handle. You know, those business trips and, yeah, trying to put it in a little fly fishing just to reduce the stress. And, yeah, when you're away from family, that, that's not easy. Well, that's it for today. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about wading boots and maybe the kind that you like best? Uh, you can respond by commenting on this podcast link at twoguysinariver.com. What are your favorite wading boots and why? Thank you for referring our podcast. Keep doing that to your TU chapter, Fly Fishing Club, friends. Uh, we are grateful for all those referrals. And keep sending us ideas for podcast episodes. Please reach, reach out to us on Instant Messenger or Instagram. You can email us at stevedave at twoguysinariver.com. One more thing, uh, if you haven't purchased our book, consider doing so at Amazon. It's called The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists. Life is short. Catch more Fish. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.